to More Than a Few Words, a marketing podcast for small business owners. My name is Lorraine Ball, and I help small businesses become big businesses. And today we're talking about marketing. Okay, we talk about marketing a lot, but today we're going to be talking about marketing in niche areas and in what I'm going to say are unsexy markets. Um, but joining me are two two women who okay I, I'm uh, very sexy women. I, I'm so glad you said that. Okay. But I'm going to let them introduce themselves. It's going to be confusing because they kind of both have the same name. So Aaron number one, go ahead and start, and we'll finish with Aaron number two. You guys decide which is which. Okay, I'll be Aaron number one. Um, my name is Aaron Couch. Um, we can refer to me as Aaron with an E. And I do the marketing at the North American Retail Hardware Association, and um, we're a trade association nonprofit that supports independent hardware store owners, which is very sexy. <laughs> and Erin, I'm Erin number two. You can call me Erin with an A. Or 2.0. Or 2.0. <laughs> um, so improved version. <laughs> Um, the, one of the big things that I 
didn't really grasp before I started, but now now you really see internally, is that in, inside you're really marketing for a publication, you're marketing for sales, you're marketing for membership, and you're marketing for an organization's brand. So I feel like we probably have four pretty distinct different... Implanted DIY Implanted DIY, which is a consumer. So there's no market. Exactly. Wow. So as you're kind of sorting through all your, your different channels, um, where does social media seem to make the most sense? Which audiences do you think um, you get the best responses for, specifically with social media? Um, I think... Well, it's different because our retailers, of course, they're, they have a very um, big presence on Facebook because they are marketing towards, you know, consumers. So they want people to get into their stores. And with, our, um, with the retailers in our industry, we're generally kind of behind the times on that. Mm -hmm. So they're not – I mean, we have a couple of really awesome retailers that are just – really into the latest and greatest tech, um, you know, social media platforms such as that. But, um, you know, so our retailers are getting, our retailers are getting into Facebook. Um, manufacturers are really heavy on Twitter, which is what I like to use. Right. And, um, you know, they're starting in to get into the Foursquare. And we actually, as an association, we're launching a newsletter to really help our retailers understand the differences of, okay, so you're new to Facebook or you're new to social media, here's what you need to know, um, stuff like that, because we want to be that person that is leading them and showing them how to do it in case they Are you finding that they're receptive to social media, or are you getting kind of a, you're not getting a lot of, you know, uh, you know, I don't, I don't care what my friends are doing right now kind of attitude that we certainly see a lot. Um, I think our retailers are really starting me as they have their own personal Facebook and they see that their friends are on it or, you know, they see, you hear in the news like how, how great Twitter is and how you can get that message out like that. And I think as our retailers read it as, you know, just the person reading the news, they start to realize how important that is. And so we don't get a lot of pushback. I think it's more or less an understanding of how it works, how they can use it, and, and things like that. So um, who, uh, do you have an example of somebody that's really gotten it, maybe someone who's really had a success story that other people could learn from? Some. you want to take Well, uh, nothing like putting your guests on the spot. Uh, I'm gonna, I mean, I can think. I can think of some, but I don't. There's a there's a couple on Facebook. Um, I think it's Johnson Candy Hardware. Um, they're really engaged. What kind of things? What kind of things are they doing that's really creating that engagement? Um, I think one of the the biggest things that I've seen are. Um, it's funny, but contests, they do yeah. a lot of contests, and they do a lot of, um, I think they do a lot of things right. Um, I think uh, what people forget a lot is that when you're in a small community, you're, you're still marketing to a small community. Mm -hmm. So I'm from a very small community, and, for example, our local Ace Hardware is still marketing to, you know, 50 and 60, 70-year-olds. Mm -hmm people coming into their stores. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think our challenge lies in giving them the tools to still market to their audiences. And I think, um, you know, the contest and kind of mimicking social media the way you would 
do maybe a direct mail piece or something like that tends to work out really well for some of them. So they kind of do the direct mail piece and then have the same messaging on their yes. Facebook to, so people yes. kind of see it in two places. Mm -hmm. A lot of them, um, there's a really good hardware, it's called Hood Hardware and Gifts, and they do a lot um, within their community as it relates to um, their local humane society. So they post a lot of pictures of these in-store events. They do a lot of couponing. Um, if we want to talk Twitter, um, Bellevue Supply, at Bellevue Supply, he does a great job with their Twitter. It's just one of their tech people, and he had the interest in it. And we actually flew him out um, for a panel discussion at our convention this year, and he, he gets it. Another um, good hardware store on Twitter is Evans Hardware. I think it's Evans Ace Hardware. And she does that daily newsletter where she populates right. it, which is so advanced for our industry. And we brought her out and had her talk about that. And, and you know, the retailers and the crowd, they're like, we would love to do that. But I think with Twitter, it's just really hard for them to grasp. Like they, get, they get Facebook. And my goal is to get them on board with right. Twitter. Yeah. I think yeah. when you properly, I mean, it can just open a lot of doors. You can get those tech-savvy customers that want to shop local. They're really into that. You know, you're missing a kind of a demographic because, yeah, 56-year-olds are shopping in your store, but who's shopping next? Right. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the next generation. And I think to get these older hardware store owners connected to my generation, Aaron's generation, maybe my sister's generation. I think that's also important because that's their next customer, and our generation is very big box focused. Right. Yeah. And we need to get them to reach out to us and say, no, don't, don't shop to the big box. Like, get behind a cause. We're very cause oriented. Mm -hmm. So. You know, I um, uh, my husband is a um, he's a hardware addict. Okay, you know, uh, Andy, Andy, if you're listening, honey, I, I've made your, your addiction um, public. And he watches all of those remodeling shows, bathroom, you know, bathroom crashers, and, video, and they're wonderful. And I would think that if a local hardware store was watching and tweeting from while they're watching the show, you know, that's a cool bathroom. You know, we have the parts to do that, too, kind of stuff. And creating that link back to, to television, because people seem to to like to do that, there'd be some wonderful opportunities on Twitter. Yeah, we um, we I talk to a lot of retailers that are on Twitter, and I'm just kind of curious as to why they're on it. And, and they are like, well, it's great networking. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, you can do, and I agree. I think it's a fantastic way to network with them. So that's how we got to know you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think also they're kind of missing the boat a little bit, but um, with this planetdiy.com thing, we're going to try to create that link where people are, you know, watching a TV show. The, the premise behind it is you watch a how-to video, you get the supplies you need, right. you type in your zip code, and then you have a bunch of local hardware stores on there. Um, and we just launched that, and now it's Aaron and I are really trying to focus on like getting our own social media started for DIY, which is <laughs> it's a it's a big project. But you know, if they can, if we can set up like a hashtag or something where we can lead our retailers into learning how to do it, you know, I think that is the biggest key is just teaching them. The, 
exactly what you said, Lorraine. Like, okay, you're watching, um, I don't know, a, like extreme home makeover mm-hmm. or something, and you want to say something to your to your customers, letting them know what a hashtag is, you know, things mm-hmm. like that, and how they can utilize it. You know, um, we did some work years ago for a local butcher shop, and what we got Joe into the habit of doing was every week he shared one recipe. And at the bottom, there was always a photo, there was always a recipe, and then a coupon. If it was a, a fish recipe or a chicken recipe, that's what the coupon was. And so that sort of next generation for him, really, I would love to see him take that to his blog and then promote that via social media. I think the same is possible you know, with, with your industry, oh, you know, focusing on here's a great bathroom, putting that picture on Facebook and, you know, this bathroom could be yours and then discount specifically on the Kohler faucet or the Delta, you know, hardware. I think that this is an industry that's ripe for social. Oh, it's it definitely. And, and they're starting, and it's really cool as you see the manufacturers pick up oh, yeah. QR codes. Like I think the Clickery, yeah. or the, one of them, they have a QR code, this is their their ad, and we are kind of testing that water. We're like, are the retailers, are they going to use the QR codes? But we're working on signage to give to our retailers that have QR codes where customers in their store and they're um, working on a bathroom project and they can hit that QR code and then it takes it to Planet DIY. And nice. so we want to be the people to kind of, they may not have time because I mean they're they're small business owners. They're they're working sixty hours plus a week running their store and a lot of them are involved with the community. If we can help them, you know, just with you know, QR code in their, their store aisles to get that and then show them how they can track how many people are doing that, then I think that can really start, you know, the motion. I think at our Hardware show in May, where we want to have a Twitter feed wall, yeah. you know, oh, stuff like cool. that. It's even that's the biggest show for our industry, and a lot of retailers go. And last year, we kind of upped our efforts around social media using the NHS show hashtag, and a lot of people are starting to progressively get. So it sounds like you you kind of have an interesting dual role because not only are you actively working on behalf of these people, you're also setting an example for mm-hmm. them. Yes. Yeah. So it sounds like that's kind of a difficult balance to strike sometimes, I would imagine. It is, because I feel like I'm still learning myself, and mm-hmm. I, I'm not by no means an expert, but I think that I know enough where I can help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I don't know the answer, like, you know what, I don't know, but mm-hmm. I can point you in the direction of people that right. do, you know. Um, I think competition-wise, for, like, Showing our industry that we are leaders, we have a trade magazine, and there are competitive right. trade magazines our retailers read. And if you know we're writing about social media to our retailers, what does that say about us if we're not doing social media? Mm-hmm. That kind of shoots our credibility off the wall. So um, you know, with that manufacturing side of things, you know, if an advertiser is like, oh, we're looking at their magazine, they're writing about this. Oh my gosh, they. Yeah, so many likes on Facebook, they're actually doing it. Right. Then they're going to be like, you guys are a credible magazine, we want to advertise with you. Absolutely. I always tell people when they say, you know, oh, I saw you, you know, there's an article about you here or something, and I'm like, you know what, how do I ever look someone in the face and say, I can do this for you if I can't do it for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you've got to 
lead by example because they're going to copy you, they're going to follow. How about the other side of it? What are some of the challenges as you as you try to use social media in this industry? What are some of the roadblocks? And I saw you smile, so I know there are a few. Erin? <laughs> well, I know, of, I would say, along with kind of what we were talking about a minute ago, a, a big thing is debunking all the junk out there mm-hmm. for, for everybody. Um, you know, your industry is what it is. And you can't go ahead of where it is. Um, so, you know, within the hardware industry or even, for example, my job before this, I was in an antique industry. <laughs> and you can't, you can't jump ahead of where your people are at. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the fact of the matter is, is a lot of people in our industry still really, really enjoy print and really thrive in print. Ah. And, um, so we have to kind of balance. We have a really hard line to follow between between print and digital and print and social and where we can really, it's a pretty tough line and to write a lot. That's great timing. We actually just had a comment from someone I think that you know very well, Erin, from, uh, from Anderson Jake on Twitter, <laughs> Jake Anderson, um, who uh, I believe you may know. He's a little bit. Twitter doesn't always make sense uh, in terms of ROI. Mm-hmm. For instance, Newcastle, which is where this work, yes. right? Says yeah. there are less than 100 people on Twitter, most yeah. of them high school students. Yeah. So I think that's very much in keeping with, with what you just said. Thank yeah. you for your comment, Jake. We'd love to hear comments from any of the rest of you. Just feel free to um, at either Lorraine or I or use the hashtag MTFW. Well, and along with that, I think something that I, I know I fall into, I get really excited about the newest stuff and the newest that. And I think a lot of times you really have to check yourself and sit back and look and say, how are we going to work this for our industry or can we even work this for our industry right now? Mm. That sounds uh, slightly familiar to <laughs> someone's reaction when Google Plus first came out. Okay, so I am the tech geek. I, um, I live on the bleeding edge. Every new toy that comes out, I go running madly off the side of the cliff, and Allison is there pulling me back, going, maybe not yet. I'm like, no, 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 this is really cool. We should know maybe not yet. Look, I'm just going to say I'm glad that she didn't win the fight to have our Google Plus address on our business card. (laughs) (laughs) I think time has vindicated me in that respect. (laughs) Google Plus is so interesting. I'll, like, log on, and I'll be like,
this, you know, yeah, our manufacturers, they might use QR codes, but is it worth the time on an already very quick turnaround project? Is it worth it? Are they going to use it? Is this the right time for it? Um, I, and I think it kind of goes true to what Aaron says. It's like, yeah, it's good to be the leader, but you don't want to be so far ahead of the pack where, like, you are running by yourself, like, up the mountain and no one else is behind you, you know? It's, it's like, and then you're on the top of the mountain, you're like, look at all my gadgets and stuff, and you have no one to share with. <laughs> That's a really great
Yeah. I want to share a really great comment. This is jumping back a little bit. This is from Brian Huff, VP Huff on Twitter. He says, uh, you guys know him? Yeah. yeah. I follow him. He likes two life crew. Yeah. He says, uh, I know my hardware store owner's kids' names and their birthdays, but yeah. not his Twitter handle if he even has one. Yeah. So I think that that kind of um, kind of shows exactly the dilemma you're talking about. These hardware owners are such integral parts of people's communities and even of their lives, but they're missing that one important thing. My big vision, and I have a lot of visions, is <laughs> that I would love it if, you know, our local hardware like Sullivan's, they're off of 38th Street, if they had an event and their event had a huge social aspect, like that event had a hashtag, or, you know, and they had, like, pictures and, like, contests, like, this is where I would like to see my industry in the future, is just really, like, engaging consumers on a social level and doing it right and doing it in, like, innovative ways because, I mean, you have this, or you have a local community physically, you need to have an online community. Absolutely. And they have, they have the foundation, some of them. Some of them don't even have websites. I right. Mean, <laughs> they, they were, <laughs> your industry is a lot like, I mean, I came out of HVAC, heating, yeah. air conditioning, plumbing. Yeah. It's yeah. A very, very similar. And what I, uh, what I tell these guys is, um, the majority of companies that are on social media are doing it wrong. We know that, but here's the bottom line. The ones that are doing it wrong are light years ahead of the ones that aren't doing it at all. At least, at least they, they have a chance to learn. They have it. Um, I think I wrote an article last year on social media, and one of the biggest things is patience. And I think the retailers, because they're so busy, they expect that you know return almost immediately, yeah. like they're going to have a thousand followers, or they're going to have this, or they're going to have like three thousand people liking their page. And it's like you have to build a community. And even if your community is like 500 strong, that's 500 people that are probably highly engaged, that love you, that will go to bat for you. And I think that's, that's and they have to listen. I mean, there's so many, there's so many yeah. things. And the biggest thing that kills me is there's this one retailer that I will not name who it is. <laughs> he, but he knows who he is. <laughs> he blasts. On his Facebook, the exact same message on Twitter, which is fine sometimes, but that's all he does. His mm. Twitter feed is populated by his Facebook feed. And it's just like, well, what if a uh, customer has both? Like, they're basically getting hit with the same message. So, plus, they're two different animals. You can't exactly. treat a dog the same way as you treat a cat. I mean, you can't, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. work. Like, the dog is a dead cat. Yeah, or the dog's like, why aren't you loving me as much as, you know? Or in the cat's like, why are you loving me?
Um, I know that we're running out of time, but I can't let you out of here without hearing a rhyme. Twitter all week about how they're going to bust in here rapping. <laughs> Put your money where your mouth is. Oh, God. For you, if you'd um, hold on. <laughs> I, I do the loops. I don't do the rap. Oh, oh, my God. I I'm right? Rihanna to her, Daisy. Okay. okay. You would be my Beyonce, actually.